Hello and welcome to the All That Jazz podcast. I'm Jazz Jervis, your host, founder of The Calm Compound, coach, wife, mum, and absolute advocate for living a high vibe and abundant life. This podcast is designed to give you the tools, the tips, the habits, the knowledge, and the lols to get you taking inspired action to living your life by design. One that sees you achieving, manifesting, aligning, and cultivating everything it is that you want without having to sacrifice the good stuff. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to episode three of our three-part series where we are busting through money beliefs. I think 2020 has made it really clear that having extra money in our bank account would not go astray in the middle of a pandemic. So I really wanted to record this three-part series because money blocks is a really, really common thing. And most of the time, we don't actually know that we're experiencing it. So I wanted to pull together all of the beliefs that I have experienced, my clients experience, and also all of the beliefs that you guys let me know about when I did a question box on my Instagram story. So if this is the first episode that you are listening to and you haven't listened to part one or part two, that's all good. Basically, I've just broken up lots of limiting beliefs around money and I'm busting through them in each episode. So make sure you do go back and listen to part one or part two if you haven't done so already. However, not a big deal. So the first belief, let's just get stuck straight into it. First belief I want to chat about is that money is corrupt. Money turns you into a shitty person. (laughs) Let me tell you, Money does not have a mind of its own. And if you have listened to part one and part two, you'll know that I've mentioned multiple times that money is simply energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just is. And so when it comes to money, it cannot, no matter how hard it tries, take any action by itself. It has to be led by us. Money doesn't have a brain, doesn't have a conscience. It has to be guided, has to be guided by us and some other form of consciousness, aka a human, okay? And so money really is just a tool. And so if we use the example of, I know this is like a really hectic example, but it's something that really resonated with me when I heard it, was let's take the example of a gun. Saying that money is corrupt is like saying that the gun is responsible for the murder of a person, as opposed to the person who actually pulled the trigger. So would a gun be sitting there testifying in a murder trial in a court case? No, it wouldn't. And the same thing goes if there's like a, you know, a particular, um, I don't know, like a defibrillator that saves someone's life, right? That really, really needs their life saved and we use a defibrillator on them. That's like saying that the person who used it didn't save someone's life, but the defibrillator did which I guess is a little bit true as well, I guess. But are you going to say thank you defibrillator or are you going to say thank you to the person who did that, who used that tool? You know, and it's the same thing when it comes to money. Is it that the money corrupts someone or is it that that person who now has more financial abundance was already corrupted? Now, as with the other beliefs that we've spoken about, you know, the, I mean, even the belief around you have to work really hard to make money. We all know of examples of people that work really hard and have no money, work really hard and have lots of money, 
And similarly, we have examples of people that don't work hard at all that have money and don't work hard at all and have no money, right? We have examples of all of those things. And it's the same thing when it comes to money. I'm sure you may know of or have been told of people who perhaps were really nice and humble and then they won the lotto or something like that or they sold a business, whatever, and became millionaires overnight and then they changed, right? Like, I've heard that so many times. They became obsessed with materialistic things. Maybe they, you know, rubbed the fact that they had more money in your face. Maybe they became mean. Maybe they started treating people that have less money as less of a person. And so initially we think that the money is what changed that person. But this is just what we are taught. This is why in movies and in cartoons, the evil villain is usually rich because we are taught to blame money. It's money's fault. You know, they were perfectly nice. They were a great human before they came into money and now they just suck. We are taught to blame money. But all these people have been given is a tool. Money is just a tool. So can it completely change a person or is it simply there to amplify what already existed? And the reason I'm touching on this belief is... If we truly believe that money is corrupt and it turns us into a bad person, why would we pursue more financial abundance? Why would we? I wouldn't. If that belief is true and it corrupts you, why would I pursue more financial abundance? It makes no sense, right? And that's why I really want to bust it, you know, bust this belief because I don't want anything to hold you back from more financial abundance. And so when it comes to to whether money has the ability to change a person or it's simply there to amplify what already existed, remember, money doesn't have a mind of its own. When you really start to think about that and you start to think about money as simply being a tool, okay, we've spoken about this, you know, more money, more problems is completely untrue, okay? More money equals more solutions, okay? Same thing with this belief as well. If this is just a tool, and it is an amplifier of who you already are, right? You can actually start to take inventory of the people who have more financial abundance that are still really nice humans and people that are the opposite. And I'm sure that the people that perhaps aren't so nice were probably already like that a little bit. And I'm sure you're thinking about this going, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of that person right now. So if you're already kind of corrupted, which I know sounds really negative, but if you are already greedy and you get more money, remember money is just a tool, you have more tools to be more greedy, okay? It's just going to amplify what's already there. If you're already corrupted, then money as that tool will corrupt you even more. So if you already feel like you are better than other people and then you are given more financial abundance, then you have more proof of that, right? Way to go. Congratulations. You're better than other people. Awesome stuff. Because money is just an amplifier. But if you are a giving person and you receive more financial abundance, you have more to give with. If you're kind, if you're loving, you have more to be kind and loving with. Because you don't change. Money doesn't have a mind of its own. Money doesn't change you. You just amplify what is already there. And good people making good money is a really amazing thing. The more money we can get in the hands of good people who would use that tool for good, the more good gets spread into the world. So we can tick this off our list of not being true that money corrupts us. 
Okay, next belief. The more I have, the more I have to lose. Oh, this was a huge one for me. I can't take the money to my grave. If I've got more money, it means I've got more to lose anyway. So what's the point? Are you afraid that if you manifest more financial abundance, that you will give, get given it and then you'll lose it? How many of you have sabotaged manifesting more money into your life because you're afraid you're unsure of what to do with it when it does come in. Do I have to learn about investing? What do I what do I do with it? Is it safe to leave it in my account? Do I put it underneath my pillow? Do I put it underneath my mattress? And so you think, well, I might as well not put any effort in because losing $5, no biggie. Losing 50 grand, probably a bit different, right? It probably sounds like an end of the world scenario. I know exactly what that feels like. And so All that time and energy, because remember, we've spoken about that belief that it's going to take lots of time, lots of energy, lots of sacrifice to manifest what we want. We spoke spoke about that in part one. All that time and energy of manifesting more money, putting in the work to make more money has just gone to waste. We might as well never give it a shot again. What's the point? Because we're just going to receive it and there's more money to lose. So if you are constantly convincing yourself that there is too much to lose, then of course you're going to sabotage your efforts to make more money. Of course. So here is something to remember. All of the beliefs that you're experiencing are the result of whatever has been imprinted on your subconscious mind. So what does this even mean? It means that you always have the ability to change those beliefs. Because remember, we don't just come out of the womb believing that money is corrupt, believing that we have to work really hard and make lots of sacrifices to make money. Believing that we can't manifest more money when we are in a nine to five job, right? We don't come out of the womb having those beliefs. All of the beliefs that we currently hold around money are imprinted upon us. Childhood, the news, media, what we read, what we consume. But what this also means that we have the ability to change those beliefs. We have the ability to change what our subconscious mind is telling us. So for example... Say you're making $70,000 a year. You know deep in your subconscious mind that you have a blueprint to make that amount of money. You'll always be able to make that amount of money because you've done it. And your subconscious mind knows that you can do that, right? It's just forever ingrained in, in there. You already have those beliefs. But let's say you are now earning, You get say you get a massive promotion, right? And you start earning $200,000 a year. Yes, you definitely have more to lose now because you were making 70K and now you're making 200K. Of course, there's more money. Of course, there's more at stake. Of course, there's more to lose. But this is such a limited way of looking at it. This is coming from a place of fear and scarcity because you're forgetting about the energetics of money. You're forgetting about money being energy, right? And it not being like a physical thing with a mind of its own. So it's not something that can just get lost. The same way that money is not something that can just corrupt someone, right? It's just a tool. Money is an amplifier of what is already there. And so the same thing goes with this belief. It doesn't just get lost, right? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. I've said this multiple times in this three-part series. Energy just is. It just exists, right? It cannot be created or destroyed, the same way that it does not have a mind of its own. It has to be coerced by someone of consciousness like us. And so 
millions and millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars are available to you in the energetic realm. That money can always be drawn into the physical realm based on your mental blueprint, aka your beliefs, based on what you believe you can have. So if you start making 200,000, you manifest 200K, that means that you now have the mental blueprint for 200K. So this doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to vanish or be lost. You became an energetic match for 200,000. And if it was possible once, it is possible again. You can temporarily forget about it, sure. But as soon as you bring it back into your awareness, your subconscious mind, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I can do that. So think of like the millionaires who go bankrupt only to become millionaires again. It's not because they're just lucky that it happened, right? If they lose it again, then it's more likely that they, you know, have a poor, poor money mindset around that capacity to have, which we've spoken about, I think, in episode one. Yeah, part one of this series. That's a completely different story. But the way they become millionaires again is because they already have a mental blueprint for it. So you can waste all your time on this fear of losing it, but what is it going to cause, right? You manifesting losing money into your life. That's all it's going to do. By continuously worrying about it getting lost, you will manifest that into your life. You will manifest that into your life, I promise you. So if you have the capacity to attract it into your life, then you have that blueprint in your mind. Because remember, we have the ability to change our beliefs around anything. I'm not saying it's really easy, but we have that ability because we don't come out of the womb just having all of these beliefs, right? They're imprinted upon us. And if they're imprinted upon us, it means that we have the ability to change them. So don't bother wasting all your time about, you know, like being fearful that it will go again, that you will receive it and then it will go again. Remember, we've already, we've already spoken about this capacity to have throughout this series. Because when you, when you make that money, you have that blueprint to make more. Don't, don't manifest losing it into your life by worrying about it, okay? And this leads me to our final belief, which is money doesn't buy happiness. Well, obviously, you can't just put happiness into your shopping cart and check out and be able to buy it. <laughs> happiness isn't a cha- tangible thing. It's a, it's a state. It's a state of mind. It's a feeling. And you can tap into it at any time regardless of your circumstances. So of course, money doesn't buy happiness. But what it can do is create space in your life to find your joy and bring more fulfillment into your life. When you have more money, you do have more space. You have more mental space to tap into those feelings of abundance, of joy, of happiness. Perhaps even more physical space if it means that you don't have to work as much. And something that I ask my clients is, if you had endless amounts of money, where would you be investing your time? What would you do for work? What are your true passions? These are questions that most people can't even sort of bring themselves to consider. And they see that as being something that is so unachievable, so they don't let their mind go there. But that's the key part of manifesting is tapping into the feeling of how that would feel for us when it manifests. 
Because that mindset, you know, really just not even going there with that type of question, you know, if you had endless amounts of money, where would you be investing your time? The mindset of just not going there because it seems so unachievable, that's the mindset that's keeping you stuck. Because remember, happiness is not a tangible goal that you can achieve. Happiness is a state of being. But you can tap into this at any time. And so if you're just really busy trying to get by, you're not going to have the mental space to consider what an ideal day in your life would look like. And when you are not manifesting money, it's really easy to form the belief that money won't buy you happiness because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not manifesting money anyway and who cares because money doesn't buy you happiness anyway, so what's the point? It's really easy to form that belief, right? It's kind of like a cover for the fact that we are kind of pissed that we're not manifesting more money, right? We kind of normalize the struggle. It's like that hamster wheel. We want more, but then we deny more. We want more, then we deny more. And so when you start to realize that money doesn't actually buy you happiness, but it can help you create space in your life, you start to see that, yeah, there is a relationship between money and happiness, but society doesn't teach us that, does it? It paints a life that is happy as being one where we live in a mansion and we have lots of holidays and we have like chefs and butlers and all these people that help us, right? But for some people, happiness is living in a caravan and traveling around Australia. That's what abundance of wealth means to them. But guess what? You need money for both those things. Whether happiness for you is living in a mansion, which is how society really paints happiness, to be honest, or happiness is living off-grid and growing your own veggies, you need money for both of those things. And money buys you the ability to be able to do the things that you want to do. So yeah, money doesn't buy happiness, but it certainly has a really strong correlation because it can create that space both mentally and physically, for you to do more of the things that you love in your life. And when you become a vibrational match in that way, when you're coming from that place of joy, obviously you're going to manifest more and more into your life. Alrighty, so I have something that I'm thinking of doing early next year. And it's all about money and manifestation. Basically a higher level version of my membership the Calm Society, which covers a range of things like spiritual practice, meditation, manifestation, human design, home organization, all of the things. But I think I want to put together something a little bit more high level, something like a mastermind. So I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram if this is something that you would be really interested in being a part of. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, I'm going to jump off. Have a really beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on an episode of the All That Jazz podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.jazzjervis.com.au where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you loved this episode, we would love a review 
and or a rating on iTunes. Or if you just want to tell a friend about the show, we'd love that also. It all helps us spread our message. And if you love this episode and you want to deep dive on this particular topic, you might want to check out my coaching options. Head to my website and click on Work With Jazz and have a bit of a browse. Thanks again for listening. I hope this episode has inspired you to take some spiritually aligned action in the direction of your best life. See you in the next episode.